Hello, and thank you for listening to the World Dreamer podcast, where we take popular stories and settings and turn them into tabletop RPGs. My name is Matt, and today we'll be delving into the world of mystery settings. All right, here we are again. As per usual, got a couple guests, both of them returning guests once again. First off, y'all remember Mac. Mac, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing all right. That's good. That's good. And, of course, we got Nick. Nick, how's it going for you? It's going pretty well. How are you, Matt? How are you doing? Yeah, no one ever asks you how you are, Matt. How are you? How am I? I'm sure someone's probably asked, <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine, you know. I guess peek behind the curtain, all three of us go to the same college, and uh, finals just wrapped up for us, so feeling good about that. That, yes. Yep. So today's episode is something a little bit different, something I've wanted to do for a bit. We're not talking a specific type of video game or movie or something like that, like the past four episodes have been. Instead... I wanted to encompass more of a genre and an idea of something to get out of a campaign, that being a mystery campaign and how to sort of wire an RPG around making sort of a mystery campaign instead of just putting this in D&D. And the question I want to start off asking the two of you is, what do you want out of a mystery-themed RPG, and why can't you necessarily get some of that in D&D. Hmm. I think out of a RPG, I would want maybe a mechanic that would help you solve the mystery, like solving this mystery-based RPG, not like, oh, this is an adventure you'll do X, Y, and Z. More like the adventure is the mystery, you know? Are you trying to say that like mystery RPG would benefit greatly if it was like a sandbox and it's not necessarily you have a planned out story you have a, a planned out setting with characters in it and the players can just see what happens? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it's always up to the DM whether they want to do more planned or more sandbox-ish. If I'm understanding correctly, just kind of structuring a RPG in a way that you can solve it through like investigating and debating without it feeling like there aren't just mechanics and you're kind of just walking around until something happens like making sure there are mechanics for investigation and like talking and just like general mystery stuff yeah when Matt you asked me to do this I was thinking like well what do we need for an RPG mystery based I was thinking it might be interesting if you have like a clue-based mechanic where someone will roll or if you're stuck on something, you can roll and have a clue. What do you mean by that? Like you discover a clue? Discover a clue or either the DM can give a hint, something like that. So just a way to like reach for more information than just like you either get the information or you don't. Yeah. Kind of like a help button if you're stuck and not just like waiting around for the next event to happen. Okay, okay, so a way to glean more info. If any of that makes sense. No, I, I think I understand. Yeah, that's actually, uh, just to go completely off topic to the to the original question yeah, that you said, Matt. Please. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I did with the, the luck stat, with the mystery campaign that I ran with for you guys. Mm. However, I did run into the wall and that wall was you guys didn't use it. <laughs> Yeah. So I I feel like, unlike what Mac was describing, the luck attribute 
that I had was like, you just made up something. And I think that puts too much power in the hands of the player. They don't know what to use or when to use it. I, I, I think that definitely... Well, I mean, you guys are the players. Did that, like, stop you guys from using it? I will say, at least for my part, for our context for the audience, both Nick and I have tried our hands at making a sort of intrigue, mystery-themed RPG. Nick did it first, and then I did it later. And in the system that Nick laid out, there was a mechanic called luck, where I believe you had a number of times, based on a certain stat, that you could essentially create a clue that your character would discover, which was really interesting and had a lot of possibilities. The issue is the way mysteries tend to be structured. It's hard to know what information you're adding in is really relevant or not. And I think that sort of held me back from saying, I know there's a definite like culprit here and I feel weird just kind of throwing in a clue based on kind of not a whole lot, you know? Yeah, because I, I know the way Mac used it mm -hmm. was adding evidence to someone who was not the killer's bed. And now I had to figure out what was going on. And if the GM didn't have any good improv skills at all, then like it's kind of hard to piece together clues that just somebody else made for a situation that they only know part of it. That's the that's the thing about like mysteries is the GM's gonna know all of it. The the point is that the, the players don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think even with good improv skills, like just the addition of random clues that aren't really relevant to anything can just end up polluting the story and the mystery in a way that's just kind of unhelpful. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think we have some good ideas for what we want going in and I think for really delving in, I think a good basis to start is where we usually start, which is character design. And both Nick and I had a common theme within what we did, but I'm curious to ask Nick both as a player and DM and Mac as someone who played in both of our sort of trial runs of these experiences. I want to know sort of what do you want out of creating a character to solve these mysteries like what sort of like flavor do you think should be sort of available to spin around a player character i remember when i played nick's campaign my character was very like kind of famous and knew a lot of people so i think connection to npcs is really important especially in a mystery campaign where you have to kind of needle information out of people yeah oh i have an idea actually based on that do you think for like starting stats you can give your character there could be a starting stat that's like reputation, like sort of how well-known your character is before going in. Yes, definitely. And you can put more or less into that depending on what you sort of want to have for other stats. Definitely. And you can even expand on that, like, in what circles are they known and, like, what professions are they connected with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nick, what do you think about that? Honestly, I... I I'm going to have to disagree. I don't know how I feel about a reputation stat. Really? Especially in, it's probably Matt's job to give the audience context, but here I'm going to give context. No, no, feel free to give context whenever. Yeah, the, the mystery campaigns that we usually do are not single, singular sessions, but they run very few, like a maximum five, and then it's all a contained story. And maybe a reputation stat would be useful if it was going to be an ongoing campaign or something like that but mm -hmm. it's not a real and solid substitute for doing the dirty work and connecting your characters manually like if your like plumber investigator just happens to know like the chef 
of the house because he comes in often and unclogs the sink. And so he has like a connection in that way. I'm not talking in that sense. I'm talking like a reputation stat as in like, if you were to say your name to someone, someone may be like, oh yeah, I've heard of you. Like not on a personal level, just based off like your deeds in kind of like life and whatnot. That reputation doesn't necessarily have to be good either. It's just a matter of how well-known you would be when you walk into the room, not on a personal level, but on just like an information level. And you don't have to put things into that. There can obviously be other like stats, like a strength substitute, like a wisdom substitute and whatnot. But I just think it'd be an interesting thing mechanically to sort of vary up conversational interactions. Yeah, it's kind of like a crutch for RP in a way. Yeah, and like I, I agree with you. I think a reputation stat could be really cool and used very well i'm a big fan of like mini systems in an rpg or anything really but like i guess i, I don't know how i, I feel about it because usually mysteries are not a huge cast of characters like 10 maximum i mean it totally depends on you don't even have to use it in a mechanical sense it could be a stat or just like backstory wise like who do you know you know i mean yeah totally it could be like a how well do you stick in other people's minds who, who already trusts you a little bit you know which, I mean, this doesn't have to do with, like, a mystery per se, but if your reputation stat also aided in your stealth, if you had, like, a low reputation, you could want your reputation to be low and you could want it to be high. While in, like, normal stats, you don't want low strength. Why yeah. would you ever want low strength unless you want to, like, roleplay a, a weak person? A little baby boy. Yeah, no, I feel you. And I think having the dynamic of there being benefits to stats being low is an interesting thing to play with in addition to just having stats be low so you can have more points to divert to other things. Something that Nick initially did in his character creation thing for his that I kind of adapted somewhat into mine is there were definitely stats, but they were more de-emphasized in favor of essentially what you had on you was sort of the real sort of pull to what you could do. I think it was more prevalent in Nick's than it was in mine, but I think a big thing we can tie in here is like having a big selection of items you can pick from the beginning that can sort of spin into what your character does and what your character sort of can do in the context of a mystery. I think items are a way better way to do that than just attributes. And to critique the way you did it a little bit. Yeah, go for it. It's completely like my personal opinion. You didn't do it wrong, but you just had us pick from a pool of weapons, uh, not weapons, just items in general. While how I did it, I think I, I think it's personally more effective. I had a, a card with an item on it and only one person could have that item mm -hmm. it was like a, a unique item even if it was just like a hat and that, that would allow people to like not like step onto each other's shoes and skills and stuff like that i suppose that's fair i was just sort of accounting for overlap and like you know some people might want to do similar things and that's fine i've never been big on like encouraging like balance spread in my parties it's like you play what you want to play and again to sort of once again clarify a point you made like yeah, all of this is our personal opinions, honestly. Like, I'm not here to change anyone's mind. I'm just here to say what I think would work best. Although, speaking of, something we've, you know, of course touched a lot about in our initial comments and even in characters is how you would be talking to people, which I think is going to be a big part of any mystery. And there's a mechanic 
in a game system that I think would work very well for this from a game system called Weaver Dice. I've briefly mentioned Weaver Dice before, but for those who don't know, it is an RPG based on the series Worm by John C. McRae, which if you haven't read, it's amazing. <laughs> but there is a interesting sort of conversation-based mechanic in that where you get bonuses essentially to various persuasions, like specifically based on who you are and the things you're saying. Like if you manage to work into the conversation like a name that the two of you have in common for like a contact, like you would get a plus one bonus if you work in your reputation, your wealth, your sort of land that you control, like you can get bonuses and that can work the other way. If you say a name in your conversation that the other person doesn't like, or if you say something to sort of make yourself look weak or unprepared, that can result in negatives. So like all attempts at conversations are a balancing act that really affect roles, not based on like character stats, but based on actually what you're saying to these other people. And I think something like that would work very well for a mystery setting where all the NPCs are gonna be pretty cagey. Yeah. Do you think also some sort of like, I don't know what you call it, but like system of like what level the NPCs trust you or not? And based on what you say, that could go down or up. Uh, the classic telltale, everybody disliked that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think there can definitely be if not a mechanical means, then I think just some means, you know, flavor-wise of tracking how much each NPC actually trusts each individual PC. Sure. I think that's definitely beneficial. Nick, what do you think about all this? Like I said before, I like systems. However, if you're the GM of the mystery campaign, you kind of want to make sure that you're not putting all of, uh, how about this? If you're a GM, you're going to have a lot of things on your plate. And I feel like keeping track of a, a singular number to NPCs, you might add a little bit more than you need, depending on how you do it. Like if little things like, oh, this person mentioned my father. I love my father. Plus one. Or the DM, I guess, after conversations could like do a check mark like, oh, plus one, plus two. That's probably not a big deal. But I really like the idea of adding bonuses for what the player specifically says, because aids the sense of like I'm a detective I'm doing detective v things so I'm I'm like oh this person likes race car so I'm going to mention NASCAR or whatever and then they're going to like you more no I understand I understand what you're saying yeah yeah I definitely think keeping track of each individual NPC's sort of opinions on the players can definitely be somewhat complicated but I think definitely having ideas of who the NPCs trust or not is definitely beneficial especially in the sense of like DCs because mm -hmm. I think DCs should definitely be fluid depending on the trust of NPCs and whatnot although I guess by mentioning DCs it kind of begs the question what kind of dice system do we think is best the I'll be completely honest I don't remember the one Nick used yeah. I know I used 2d6 for mine I followed the sort of powered by the apocalypse style I know weaver dice uses 1d6 and it's mostly entirely roll-offs what do you guys think so I will be completely honest with you and tell you that I have zero idea what I had you guys rolling either ah so <laughs> we're we're both at a standstill <laughs> yeah However, there's an idea that I read like a long time ago, and I think we've talked about it, Matt, before. Mm -hmm. 
where like you start with a d4 that's like the worst skill level mm-hmm. and then say you got like a plus one skill bonus to it and so you roll the die up so you roll a d6 right right I remember this. This was from, because uh, we talked about this both in the Hollow Knight and the SCP episode. This is a dice mechanic used in an RPG called Slayers by Gila RPGs, which you can find the manuals for for pretty low prices around. So I'd honestly recommend giving them some love. But yeah, I think it's definitely a very interesting mechanic. Did we talk about it in the other episode? We did. <laughs> That's great. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't bring it up here, because here we're bringing it up in different contexts. And No, I just completely forgot about it. <laughs> Mac, do you have any opinions on dice systems? I was going to let you guys handle that, since the only system I'm familiar with is D&D. That's fair. The D&D dice system, which works well for D&D, would work well here, just because that dice system is very centered around combat, and I think combat should be very much de-emphasized here. Have combat be to the point where if combat breaks out, which it probably something that you don't want, it could end in, like, one shot. Yeah. So, something that I have a gripe with with most dice systems especially like the 2d20 powered by apocalypse system uh that's 2d6 2d6 you're not rolling 2d20s did i say 2d20 yeah well okay 2d6 and the d20 system is as a player it feels really sucky to not succeed especially when you've built your character to a point where it's like yeah this is what i'm good at but then you fail like a third of the time anyways. Yeah. And especially with mysteries that only last a few sessions, I think it'd be better if you have your characters succeed more often than they fail because it's not like a, a campaign. You can't see yourself grow. I mean, unless you add that to the system, but in one mystery, most likely your character is going to stay static stat wise unless like, I don't know, they get a plus one hat or something. <laughs> you make a good point. I would just then ask the issue of stakes, because at least in D&D, yes, there is a good chance of you failing, but that definitely raises some of the stakes mechanically, and then it's just a matter of really making sure, like, if you're going to have a dice system that leans towards players succeeding more often than not, that you really have to make stakes work in the story. Like, you really have to make the players, like, work to find areas where they can roll dice. Yes. I don't think you should be giving them, like, a button saying, like, here, roll an investigation check. They have to be like, huh, maybe if I roll an investigation check, I'll find something. I think they should also, like, have to specify, I am specifically investigating this for this. Yes. I completely agree. And I personally think a mystery campaign lends itself to more of a narrative play than a game play. Yeah. Though interactivity is fun, and that's the point. There needs to be interactivity. I don't think just relying on dice rolls is is the best thing. I think story should go above the game in that instance. That's very true, I feel. I think this is going to be something where you have to emphasize narrative. Although, a quick question I do want to ask... Nick, you briefly touched upon this. I know you said a lot of the way we do mystery stuff is very self-contained, but there might be groups that maybe don't want to make it as self-contained and want to have, like, a bunch of adventures with these characters, to which I would ask, if we were to instigate sort of an advancement system in this, what do you think is the best way of going about it? 
Hmm. Obviously, you want to get better in your abilities to just get stuff done. But I think character change is also important, too. So you could have something... I, I have not played Darkest Dungeon, but I know when things happen, your characters can get, like, stressed, which could end up being good or it could be bad for your character. But there's something physical if you were like role-playing that character that changed him or her or they yeah like having sort of like somewhat like session zero in between things where it's like how is your character changed now yeah does your character want the same thing or if not what does your character want now stuff like that yeah even what about the last mystery changed her character like maybe you had like a little a little romantic arc with one of the characters and then the dm could if you wanted to, like, force these psychological effects on the character. If not, like, player power is good. I think another thing, if you wanted to go more narrative, your characters would probably have to have very concrete bonds, morals, XYZ. Yeah. And those can change, but I think it has to be very concrete characters and their motives, you know? If you wanted to go more narrative. Yeah, like, really establishing beforehand, yeah. who are you, what do you yeah. want? I think that can get lost in the works a lot of the time when you play, like, D&D. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, that's pretty much everything I wanted to discuss, unless either of you think there's anything we're missing that you want to touch upon. No, I think we're... Or at least I'm all right. Mystery campaigns are fun. You should try it. They sure are. Mystery campaigns are fun. I'll be honest, Nick's campaign encouraged me, but something else that honestly encouraged me to try out mystery stuff was uh drawfee's drawtective series yeah i just finished it like last month well i guess they finished it last month so yeah they're making a season two though i would honestly recommend checking it out it's something that like they say it's not even really an rpg it's like very bare on mechanics i'd think there were barely any at all but it's a super interesting sort of narrative idea and also of course just the artwork is great because they're just great artists. They're also hilarious. They're also very funny. So I'd honestly recommend checking them out. That's what encouraged me to sort of dive into this anyway. But uh, thank you both so much for uh, joining me on this episode. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Thank you for existing. I <laughs> I can't take... Thank you for being born I can't that. take full credit for that, but I, I'm flattered nonetheless. <laughs> I'm sure your soul ripped out another person's soul, and, and now you inherit the vessel that you do now. Uh, that sounds violent, but... Well, I'm sorry. It's just how it be. Say la vie, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. But yeah... Thanks so much, and uh, go out there and enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep that. I think I'm going to keep those two parts in. Oh, God. I found them oh, both God. very funny. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please continue following us on the platform of your choice and recommend the podcast to other people you know. In addition, consider following us on Instagram at the.world.dreamer. If you have suggestions for an episode you would like to see, DM me on Instagram or send an email to the email in the description below. This has been Matt, and I hope you have a good day.